At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is VSIN's Big Bets. Happy to be with you today. I'm not Dave Ross. I'm Jeff Parles. He is Amal Shaw. Happy to be with you. Kelly Bidlin here as well. Uh, Dave, hopefully back later in the week. Yes. We hope. We hope to see Dave back later this week. Uh, Amal, we had a great football game last night. I'm taking liberties with the word great. I was going to say, yeah, I was <laughs> like, it was your definition, my definition differ. <laughs> it was close, but a, a lot to get to today. We, we have a, it, Kelly Bidlin, what a guest booker today. Yeah. Tim Brando joins us in a half hour. Philadelphia sports radio legend Howard Eskin joins us at 3 o'clock Eastern. And then, of course, Julian Edelil of DraftKings with us at 3.30 Eastern time. So we got great guests. We have you, which means the show is going to be as entertaining as it always is. Uh, I'm just here to make sure we uh, we don't go completely off the track. I, I appreciate the kind words. Let's see if we can live up to it. All right, let's let's get into it. Uh, some quick notes, real quick, because uh, Hurricane Ian bearing down on Central Florida right now. The Bucks have already vacated. They're practicing in Miami this week. As of right now, no plans to move that Sunday night showdown between the Bucks and the Chiefs. Them all. All I will say is, I don't care where that game is played. Yeah. Because that Tampa Bay defense is the best unit in that game. Well, I would agree with you there. Uh, they've looked outstanding. You know, that fumble by Green Bay at the end of the first half was crucial. I yes. thought they had an opportunity to lay the hammer. Saw a mirror image of what we saw similar in the Arkansas A&M game on Saturday. And then you see um, Green Bay has to hold on for dear life by preventing the two-point conversion from occurring. So... Good opportunity here for the Buccaneers. Now you're going to get Mike Evans back in the mix. That was a big blow not having him in the lineup. You know, if you're Mike Evans, you got to be smarter than that. 
you can't go out there taking a shot at Marshawn Lattimore. That's the second time he's been suspended in a dust-up with Lattimore. And the Buccaneers now with a good opportunity here, you're playing back-to-back two teams that you're going to potentially see as conference champions within each respective league. So good measuring stick game once again. Absolutely. I kind of like Tampa right now. I'm just curious to see how that line moves throughout the week. And, of course, the Tampa Bay wide receiver injuries on top of Evans, still something to really monitor there. The Hurricane Ian has also moved South Florida and East Carolina over to Boca Raton. They're going to play at FAU Stadium on Saturday. And then the Gators, they're hosting Eastern Washington. Heck of a travel one for the Eagles. Uh, That will be moved to Sunday morning here in the West Coast afternoon, noon in Gainesville on Sunday. So games being shifted because of the hurricane. Uh, I I can tell you right now, if the Gators didn't have two losses, that game would not be moved. That game would just be, you'd think it would be canceled? No, it wouldn't be canceled. They would try to forcibly get that through on Saturday. You want the money. They're like, Sunday, I don't worry about it. We're going to get our usual people in. That's about it. Okay. You know what? I, I... now that, now that you said that, I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Don't disagree with you on that one at all. I mean, listen, they got to pay Eastern Washington probably a million, million and a half. So it'll be interesting to see in terms of uh, how many people show out for that game. Injury news in the NFL real quick before we get into last night's game and how the uh, the odds in the NFC East shifted after Dallas moved to 2-1. and one. How about three teams in the NFC East with two wins in three games? Shocking in its own right. Right there, injury-wise, Sterling Shepard last play of the game went down with a torn ACL. Ooh. Just a really brutal, just non-contact. It looked like he was just stepping normally, and then the knee went. So Shepard's season is done. Mac Jones, that's the biggest injury news of the day. Mac Jones right now, high ankle sprain, going to miss multiple games. We don't know how many games yet. That report from ESPN with that severe high ankle sprain. But that did shift the number north of 10 with the Packers and the Patriots. You want Brian Hoyer on the road getting more than 10 of all? You want that? He's 0-11 in his last 11 starts. <laughs> Is that good? So, well, it depends <laughs> on your perspective. If you had the other side, it's very good. Uh, so from that standpoint, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think Green Bay needs to play better offensively. I don't know if you believe this, Jeff, but I think New England still gets a lot of cachet because of Bill Belichick. hundred percent. Without it, I think they're just an average team to below average team that if this were a game, let's say we're – I don't know, uh, another team, just you can use any other arbitrary team that's middle of the pack, you know, like... The Browns. It's a good example. Um, The Bengals. Yeah, the perfect example, those two teams. I think they'd be catching probably close to 13 or 14 here. Maybe not that high necessarily, but at least 12 or so. I I just think the Patriots still get a ton of recognition for what they've done in the past. And, you know, it's kind of like the old adage of people kind of remember a team for what they were and not actually what they currently are. I know the Bears might be the worst two and one team in the league. Might be in the history of football. <laughs> you can't you can't tell me that Brian Hoyer the Brian Hoyer Patriots are the same number as Chicago to me. That, I, that's exactly I, yeah. great, they, they, great analogy. They, they should they should be north of what the Bears are. I know the Bears stink, but I'm all the Patriots are the worst team in the AFC East. They are, I really think that. I, I would you know, listen, the Jets have competed. I there was a big Quinn and Williams penalty that had an impact on that game. Uh but to your point, this team is just not consistent offensively. They're not able to make plays. Uh, Mac, Bra- uh, Mac Jones had three turnovers in that game. I- I'm just not a believer in this team. Other injury news, speaking of said Jets, they play the Steelers this week. The expectation is that Zach Wilson will be back. We should be getting news on that later today for Robert Sala. But Minka Fitzpatrick in concussion protocol. That's big. Where the Steelers are already down – T.J. Watt, who we've already seen how that defense has 
turn into, I don't want to say quite a shell of itself, but they are significantly worse without Watt on the field. If Fitzpatrick is unable to clear concussion protocol, you're talking about a Pittsburgh defense without their two best players. That's a whole different looking game, potentially, if Fitzpatrick doesn't get through cook. Uh, protocol. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Minka adds such a tremendous value. We saw it in the first week against Cincinnati. A couple of plays he made, including the pass breakup uh, in the end zone there late in that game. Real difference maker. And you mentioned T.J. Watt. For my money, probably the best rusher in the National Football League in terms of off the edge. Um, it, it's going to be tough. This Steelers team, I think the one thing that they've done so poorly, and I've talked about this all week, Jeff, is the lack of drafting and then developing the offensive line. You know, you got a mm-hmm. tremendous talent like Najee, but I look at his career and I go, you know what, Najee Harris is never going to reach the ability that he has or maximize it because every time he gets the handoff, he's he's navigating uh, landmines under his legs because there's already people at his feet by the time he's ready to make a cut. He's playing. He's playing real life Frogger every time <laughs> yeah, he gets a, he gets a uh, gets a carry. It just you're right. It's it, the offensive line's been bad for years yes. there now and. And look, a, a Roethlisberger, even though it was his corpse last year that carried them to the playoffs, uh, he, he, he's a guy who never got sacked, regardless of how bad that offensive line was. Trubisky, even though he can move, he's going to take sacks. You know, I think the one thing, and I'm guilty of this and other people are as well, when you look at teams and coaching, we sit there and say Saban's great because they win national championships. You know, guys like Rocky Long, who coached at San Diego State, New Mexico, are tremendous coaches. Mm-hmm. They just don't get credit. They don't have the same players. The job that Mike Tomlin has done to me with last year's team, just to be competitive and find a way into the postseason, this year's team, they lose a tight game against the uh, against the Patriots at home. They win the game against the Bengals in the opener. They lose a game against the Browns that, you know, I, I didn't see the game, but could have could have based on the score, it looked like it could have gone either way. That's more impressive than when you sit there and you go, okay, I got Patrick Mahomes or I've got Josh Allen or someone like that, and I'm going out winning. When they were winning with Roethlisberger in his prime, that's not as impressive to me as you alluded to, and I love the word choice, the corpse that they were rolling out there. Well, I mean, look, Tomlin's best coaching job to me was the year he went eight and eight with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. There you go. So, hey, look, it's just one of those where Mike Tomlin, for whatever reason, even though he does does some goofy things in-game, we know that. That's what he is. But whatever he's doing Monday through Saturday, that works. And it has worked for a long time there in Pittsburgh, for sure. You're absolutely right. Let, let's let's move to last night's game and then the, how the NFC East shakes out odds-wise. Dallas on the road. Cooper Rush. How about Cooper Rush is 3-0 and as a starter in the NFL now, Amal, with his second primetime road win, no less. As they go on the road, the Cowboys do. Really ugly game for two and a half quarters, and then the floodgates scoring-wise opened up to somehow get this game over. The 38-and-a-half Cowboys win as a one-and-a-half-point underdog, 23-16. to 16. And I'm all very, very simple here for me with Dallas. You play the Commanders on a short week now. Yeah. And Washington is coming off getting embarrassed by Philadelphia. The Eagles were intent to embarrass Carson Wentz. They were successful in doing so. I'm glad they did because Carson <laughs> Wentz can't play. This guy's stealing money. By the way, remember when he said to Nick Foles, that's going to be me next year? Whoops. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. By the way, so the Eagles 3-0, and they played Jacksonville this week. Giants, after their loss uh, to the Cowboys last night, fall to 2-1. They'll host Chicago this week. Uh, just a quick little tease for the Megapod on Thursday. Uh, we may be looking at another Bears play on that once again for myself. Eagles at DraftKings are minus 300 to win the division at 3-0. and The Cowboys shortening it up again them all. Plus 380. This was as high as plus 750 in the marketplace after the injury to Dak. Giants at 10 to 1, and then uh, don't bet the Commanders at 25 to 1. 
Yeah, I think Washington's done. Um, this Giants team, it's going to be tough for them. I thought this was a really important game with the Bears on deck. Could have gone to potentially 4-0. Justin Fields, to me, right now looks like the worst starting quarterback in the National Football League. And on top of it, the Bears coaching staff has zero confidence in him. 90 None. seconds to go and three timeouts, and they choose not to use any of them. And they just let the clock wind down at the end of the first half there. Philly right now is, looks like they're steamrolling. But here's the one thing, Jeff, I would point out. Plus 380 on the Cowboys. They've got a game coming up in a few weeks, I think about four weeks against Dallas. I'm not sure where, where that game is. I think it's in Dallas. It's a, So October 16th, so yeah. week six. Okay. They are Sunday night in Philly. Oh, in Philly. Okay. Yes. I mean, if Dallas can steal one on the road, you talk about a shift in the division odds. If you take Philly, uh, they're pretty much going to be firmly planted to win that division, barring an absolute collapse. The Eagles, to me, going into this season were the most complete team in the NFC. But I didn't trust Jalen Hurts. I know you didn't trust Jalen Hurts either, Amal. And through three weeks, Jalen Hurts is a top three MVP candidate in the league. And if that's going to be the case all year, the Eagles could be 15-2 and two and steamrolling towards a number one seed. The way I talk about Jalen Hurts, you would have thought he stole my girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, look, the bottom line is I just didn't think he was going to be this good. And, you know, think about this with the guys that have played at Alabama and Oklahoma in the last few years. Tua, Mac Jones, mm -hmm. Baker, and Kyler. He's better than all of them. He's definitely better than everyone. The, the one guy I would push back a little bit is Murray. But Kyler just does a bunch of things that are – that are so infuriating. See, I, I got you going at the end of the second. Why do these guys gonna, always do this before we go to commercial? We're going to have to hold that thought, everyone. <laughs> we're going to have to hold that thought. Uh, we, we got plenty to get to today. Uh, Tim Brando joins us in 15 minutes. It's VEASAN Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, <laughs> hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glass, glance recap of the top plays made by VEASAN, the show hosts and guests, 24-7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tips like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips include uh, updated every single hour, so one per hour for programming with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of VEASAN, the sports betting network. Happy to be with you Tuesday morning here in Vegas, Tuesday afternoon everywhere else. It's VEASAN Big Bets. I'm Jeff Barnes in for Dave Ross, Amal Shah alongside. And Amal, I, I I was about to set you off, but we had to go to break on the Kyler Murray-Jalen Hurts uh, debate where really through three games, Jalen Hurts has been significantly better than Kyler Murray. There is no argument there. The only guy who's been better for sure than Hurts is Lamar Jackson. And even that's a debate. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that, but we were referencing the Oklahoma and Alabama yes. quarterbacks, and I didn't know if you said that intentionally because we were going to move on to something else. <laughs> In what world, and let me tell you, I'm a huge Kyler Murray supporter. Yes. Kid played at Allen, was an incredible player in the state of Texas. But let me tell you right now, Jeff, if you watch this guy play, how about him sliding down inbounds after picking up a first down with uh, about two and change to go against yeah. the Rams? This guy doesn't have a time score and situational awareness. He makes plays. It's not high school football anymore. Everybody out here can run. And I don't know. I just didn't know if you said that intentionally or what. I mean, we got two hours before you want to get under my skin, but I thought that was intentional. <laughs> no, it wasn't intentional. It's just one of those where I need to see it for more than three weeks from Jalen Hurts. I don't disagree yeah. with you, but let me tell you something. And Because I already lost this bet to Kelly. I already told him I'm going to pay him off. And I said, <laughs> I said, Jalen Hurts would not take every meaningful snap not including injury for the Eagles this year. If there was a blowout in the game, it doesn't count if right. you, you know Minshew comes in in that spot. But it looks like unless he just has a catastrophic slide, he's going to take every meaningful slap, uh, snap for the Eagles this year. But when you look at Kyler Murray, forget this. You go back to last year, the decision-making. This team has been an absolute upheaval minus the second half or actually the fourth quarter in overtime against the Raiders going back the last eight to ten weeks into the middle of last season into this year. They haven't turned the corner. Uh, Kingsbury was an OC at USC. Somehow he fits the Peter principle and he rises to the level of his incompetence and becomes the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. 
I didn't know if you were Murray's agent or relative, what the situation was, but how the hell can you defend him as being right now better than uh, Jalen Hurts? Well, I, you bring up Kingsbury real quick. Yeah. I think part of the reason we haven't seen Kyler develop as much as we would like is because Kingsbury is bad at his job. And with, with Murray, look, at this current moment in this season, Jalen Hurts has been significantly better than Kyler Murray. I'm going off of all we've seen in the past with these two guys. I still think what we've seen from Murray has been better long, uh, over the last two years than Hurts. If Jalen Hurts does this for a whole season, it's not a debate. It's Jalen Hurts. That, that's fair. I'm making a conclusion based on three weeks, but let me, yeah. like I said earlier, hey, I, I said earlier, I said, I treat Jalen Hurts like he stole my girlfriend, but the bottom line is this guy has improved so oh, much. Yes, you, have, definitely. you have to give him credit. When you look at the talent in Philadelphia, which we were talking about right now, the odds at minus $3 to win the East, far superior to anybody else in terms of what you would have thought in that division three weeks in right. with Dallas sitting at two and one and without their quarterback. I mean, you would not expect that type of number, but give the Eagles credit. A.J. Brown has played like a superstar that they acquired from Tennessee. Devontae Smith is a terrific player. This team overall has done a tremendous job. And when I look at the NFC landscape, I think they have to be one of the clear-cut teams right now. I would give Tampa and Green Bay a ton of respect, but I think that's it. I think it's Philly, Tampa, and Green Bay as the three teams that are potential contenders from the NFC. No Rams? Look, I was on the Rams last year. I'm not a believer in this team. And, and frankly speaking, I thought if, if it wasn't for San Francisco, I don't believe the Rams go to Lambeau and win. I just was fortunate enough. It's like when Roger Federer won the French Open, right. Ro, Ro, Robin Soderling took out Rafael Nadal. And so the point being is here that he, they were fortunate enough that somebody else took out the Packers in that case. And I think in this case, this Rams team's got some flaws. They're just not a particularly strong team. If they get to play Arizona every week, they're going 17 and 0. Well, McVay owns uh, Kingsbury yeah. soul. And by the way, if you bet uh, Robin Soderling mentions over a half, congratulations for cash that cash <laughs> that ticket today. Let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, NFL holder fire here for Week Four in the National Football League, and let's start. Let's go across the pond, shall we? The first London game this year, the Minnesota Vikings. And the New Orleans Saints, boy, Amal, the, the New Orleans Saints have been a disappointment through three weeks. They yeah. should be 0-3. They were very lucky the Atlanta Falcons falconed in that game. And Minnesota, they're lucky Dan Campbell campbelled yeah, exactly. <laughs> in last week's game. Right now, seeing Minnesota's a two-and-a-half-point favorite here, Amal. Yeah, this is going to be a hold for me. I don't have an opinion uh, on either side here. Michael Thomas dealing with a toe injury. Jarvis Landry injured also for the Saints. That impacts that receiving core. i got to tell you, Chris Olave has been a lot better than I thought he would be. Yes, I agree I, with I, that. I was not as big of a fan of his coming out into the draft as I was Garrett Wilson, but he's been tremendous. Jameis Wilson, Winston dealing with back injuries and other things. He's really had some physical ailments that have prevented him from making plays. And the one thing I thought the Carolina Panthers put on tape that was fairly evident is Jameis's inability to make the right check at the line of scrimmage in terms of the blitz. I expect Minnesota to blitz them a lot more than you would have normally seen. I would lean towards the Vikings here, but I'm not a big fan. Again, they were fortunate enough to win that game against Detroit. But this Vikings team, if you think about it, the second half against Green Bay, the four quarters against Philadelphia, and about two and a half quarters against Detroit, this team has been missing in action. And, you know, Jeff Okuda was missing in action, but he, how about him against uh, Jefferson the other day? Three only, catches? Yeah, three catches. Yeah. Only only seven catches in two weeks yeah. for Justin Jefferson. Now, does this count as a uh, primetime game for Kirk Cousins since it's a standalone or no? I know it's in the middle of the afternoon in London. Why? What do you, what's his record in primetime? Is there I, something? It's pretty, pretty bad, as we uh, saw already this year 
uh, against Philadelphia. I, I would be willing to fire here on, on Minnesota. I just think that the Vikings are a much better team than New Orleans right now. I'm just curious to see how this market plays out. I don't disagree with you, but I think Lattimore matched up against Jefferson. You got Roby against Thielen. I think they can play defensively. This is still a very good New Orleans team. Remember, they gave a one play to LaVishka Chenault against the Panthers on Sunday. Other than that, this team played extremely well. There was a fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, so for me, I, I would pass on this one. All right, hold or fire. Next up, we go to Lambeau, a game that kind of has the juice uh, sucked out of it with yeah. uh, Brian Hoyer more than likely getting the start for New England. Patriots are up to 10-point underdogs in this game. Total of 40. What are we doing here, holding or firing? Going to hold on the side, going to fire on the total under. Under, okay. Yeah, I think Green Bay defensively doesn't get enough credit for how good they are. I think this is a very good defensive team. But I think the Patriots will play a more conservative game. You know, this was my argument on Sunday why Brandon Staley should have played uh, either Easton Stick or Chase Daniel because I think the Chargers would approach the game a little bit differently without Justin Herbert in the mix. And I think when you look at this Green Bay game, you won't take certain unnecessary risk from an offensive standpoint because you know Brian Hoyer is on the other side of the field. And if you're the Patriots, you're going to try to play a field position game. You're not going to take certain risk because you know you're not going to have that ability from an offensive standpoint so you want to shorten the game and just kind of keep it tight and close to the vest. I think this is an underplay here. Hold for me. I want to see where this market goes on the side because, mm-hmm. like we said earlier, how can Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer-led Patriots be the same as the Chicago Bears regular It's, it's a I, great I way to compare it. That. I do it all the time, and I, I love what you did there. I, I, don't, I don't see that at all. Let's go to – we're going off script here, Amal Shah. We're going to Houston next. The Chargers at the Texans. Last year, of course, we saw – the COVID-riddled Texans upset the Chargers, and really, that was the reason L.A. ended up missing the playoffs more than anything. Chargers were seven. Now they're five-point favorites on the road in Houston. 45 is your total here. Hold or fire? I would hold for a couple of reasons. First of all, if you like the Chargers, five's somewhat of a dead number. So if this number could potentially come down and benefit you, if you like the Texans, You'd rather see the number get up to six. Coming down to four and a half is not going to be as critical, but you just hope it goes in that direction. And I think by the time you get to Sunday, it will tend to go up. Excuse me. The other thing I would point to is, what do you believe the health of Justin Herbert to be? Do you think he's good enough at this point in time to be impactful for this Chargers offense? Joey Bosa went out in the last game with an injury. This Chargers team without Keenan Allen is not the same. I'm a huge Mike Williams fan, but Mike Williams needs Keenan Allen across from him to be able to go one-on-one. I would look at the Texans, and you brought up a point before we came on air about Davis Mills. You said he's a far better quarterback at home than he is on the road, and when you look at his splits, they're so different, and this Texans team does compete at home. Davis Mills has an equal yards per attempt at home as Aaron Rodgers does. Yeah. When he's on the road, he's almost as, he's worse than Justin Fields' numbers are. So that's what you're dealing with with Mills, and this game is in Houston this week, of course. And uh, one other thing with the Chargers – you mentioned the Keenan Allen thing, yeah. 100% right. That offense looked awesome the first two quarters against the Raiders, and then has done really nothing since then. And more importantly, though, when you lose an elite left tackle yeah, like Rashawn, Rashawn Slater, Slater yeah. you're, you're asking a lot of that offensive line to come up and actually play well. I know Houston's defense isn't good, but that's a really tough spot there. Yeah, Slater out for the year, huge blow for this team. Tim Brando going to be joining us next. He's in Austin this week. He's in your old neck of the woods there, Amal. He'll have West Virginia and Texas. We'll get his thoughts on the first few weeks of college football and more with Tim Brando here on VSIN.
VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to this segment of VSIN's Big Bets. And it's presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simple way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there's, there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone is on their own journey. But wherever and whenever you feel like you're ready to take the next step towards a change, Zinn will be there for you. So check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Happy to be with you. It is VEASAN's Big Bets. I'm Jeff Parlson for Dave Ross. I'm all Shaw alongside as well. I didn't get you fired up over Kyler Murray a second time, so we're, we're, we're good there. We're good there. So we can go to our guest here, Amal, and... We bring in one of the best who's ever done it in the broadcast booth, now with Fox Sports. He'll be in Austin this week for the West Virginia-Texas game. It is Tim Brando. And, Tim, I, I just want to start off. You, you were on a show with Ben Wilson and I earlier this summer, and you said your favorite season win total was Kansas over their win total. It's September 27th. You're already well home, Tim. You're a winner, winner, chicken dinner if you were listening to me, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and Tim, I, I want to I just actually start there real quick because Kansas is 4-0. Somehow not ranked in the AP poll, but different argument for a different yeah. day. They host Iowa State this week. Iowa State is a short road favorite in Lawrence. Tim, we, we, we talked in the summer about how good of a coach Lance Leopold is. Starting 4-0 is pretty jarring, though, for what this team is. And quite frankly... In a wide-open Big 12, crazier things that happened. They could go on a run here that at least makes it a possibility they could end up in the Jerry Dome. Yeah, you know, I, I think that if a win against Iowa State, which I think is a game that's winnable for them, mm-hmm. we're really not sure uh, what Matt Campbell's got this year. I'm not sure he knows either. Uh, they lost a lot of guys, especially at skill spots from, from his team. But they're really a well-coached team. And uh, like, like Lance Leipold, he's still on every athletic director's uh, short list for potential hirings at a lot of premium uh, brand-name schools that are looking to maybe make changes soon. But, uh, but yeah, this is, this is a program, Kansas, that you know, made their, their big splash by beating Texas, ironically, uh, at the end of last year in that overtime game when the walk-on tight end made the catch and and then got his NIL deal with Applebee's, you know, for, for going for two, going for a double dip, get a get two for one at Applebee's in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, and but the momentum and the way he builds programs is is just amazing. And he's defied all of the stereotypes. Yes, he's he's defied all of the stereotypes about oh, winning Division three titles does not. That does not mean that you're going to be able to get it done at Division One. Okay, he goes to Buffalo, turns that program around immediately, uh, and and now he's at Kansas, by far and away the worst Division One job. I think we could all agree on that. No job was in in in, in more shambles than that one when he got there, and he takes his program and builds it much like an NFL program would build it, like a business. He's got a player personnel director. He's got 
uh, an operations guy that's in charge of making sure this is taken care of. The ensemble of talent around him, both his staff, who's been with him forever since his days at Wisconsin Whitewater, and and the, the people that work within the program, okay, in, in operations and administration, he, he is a delegator. He's a CEO in his approach. And uh, the, the trust that he has in his people and they have in him is just transferred to his place. And, and I've seen this directly, okay, at three different levels. And I'm a real believer in the guy. And um, it would be a kick to see them maybe get to round 6-0, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, as we head into mid-October. That would, be, that would be wonderful to see. But, you know, he's playing with, um, he's playing with a nice deck now because uh, just getting that team to a bowl when, when the over-under on them was one and a half is pretty outstanding. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This team and Jalen Daniels has done a tremendous job under center for this team. Tim, yeah. I want to talk about something you said. I think it was probably or it was after your game up in Pullman. By the way, I, I, talk about a hell of a trip. I don't know if you've ever been up there, Jeff. You, did you fly into the Moscow, Pullman, Idaho airport there? No, no. No, I don't do that one. I, <laughs> I, I go to uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to have a landing area that's a little longer than that <laughs> runway, that, that one. So, so. I took my five million Delta miles and, and, and went into Spokane. Okay. And uh and I take and I take a car service from there. And then we went then when the game was over our guys all get into an SUV and head up to the Davenport in uh the Davenport Grand in Spokane, watched a little bit of Oregon State scare the hell out of USC and then flew out the next morning. But uh it, it you know, I I say this all the time. Pullman when you get there is just fantastic. Yeah. The Palouse is beautiful. It was a clear day. I mean, it was a Chamber of Commerce afternoon. We've been there before for this same game when Gardner Minshew pulled off a huge upset and beat uh, Justin Herbert and Oregon back in 2018. Uh, so we've been there before for that game. But uh, getting there is not easy. But yeah. once you're there, you know, it's, a, it's wonderful. It's a beautiful place. You're absolutely right about that. It's absolutely gorgeous. And, Tim, to your point, though, you mentioned the Oregon State-USC. Good, a great game on Saturday, and if you saw it, all 12 people on the Pac-12 network got to see it. Um, you mentioned promoting yeah. brands in terms of USC and the national brand, and I think you and I are in the same boat in this one. SC's got great talent, but they seem like they're a little bit overrated. Tim, how do you see them? And tell me what you think about the landscape of college football, that they get so much credit, because this team is an entire transfer team on the offensive side of the ball at the skill positions. I still have question marks yeah, about yeah. their offensive and defensive line. Right, and, and Lincoln Riley's a tremendous coach. I'm not trying to rain on USC's parade at all. Okay, and I know that my, my colleagues, uh, Reggie Bush and Matt Leinert, are really excited to see them perched where they are in the top ten. But I thought the Oregon State game, I even said it on the air during the Oregon-Washington State game, I said that's an upset alert game right there. If you don't believe Jonathan Smith and those guys in Corvallis have a little something-something waiting for them, then you better think again. And I, I think it's, it's not so much uh, raining on anybody's parade. I said the same thing about Texas A&M before the season started. Most overrated SEC team that I can ever recall. And obviously App State uh, didn't fear them at all, went in and did what they needed to do. Now they bounced back a little bit and, and, and beat Arkansas uh, last week, you know, off a missed field goal late. So maybe Jimbo's getting a little traction there. But what we have happening here, fellas, is 
the college football media in general, and I, I have to be specific here, okay, from 30,000 feet, if you just look at the landscape of college football, I'm not trying to be critical of, um, of my, my colleagues and, and media in general because we all live in glass houses. But since the college football playoff began and all we had to care about was who the top four were, the media has become very lazy and decided, you know what, we'll just cover the four or five teams that, that are there and that we know are going to be there. We can predict probably three out of the four every year because it's all, all about the brand names. And then you throw in a few blue bloods, like Texas is back, Miami is back. You know, all these things. No, they're not. They're not yet back, okay? You want them to be back because you feel like there are more eyeballs watching your games. Meanwhile, Kansas State can whip Oklahoma and Norman. Kansas uh, can go into Texas last year and beat them. All right, Texas Tech, Joey McGuire, I'm loving it. He's like, yeah, the whole world comes through Lubbock now. I saw them play and beat a Houston team that I thought could be the Cincinnati of this year just a few weeks ago. We are doing a very poor job, okay, in general, and I include myself in this. The national media is doing a very poor job, in my opinion, of covering the totality of college football. There are a lot of reasons for it, okay? The, 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 the playoff thing with only four teams is one of the major reasons. If we can expand this thing to 12, maybe even 16, I think more people will be forced to care about what's going on in all of these other places where quality college football is being played. Because it is being played in a number of different areas. But we're too damned lazy to investigate it. Instead, we just say fire the coach who's doing the bad job at the, at the brand name school, and we don't give credit to those like Lance Leipold and, and Chris Feynman at Kansas State for job well done. You know, that's, that's the issue that, that the game is facing, and it shouldn't be, given the fact that we have more networks and more money being spent on rights for this sport than any other sport besides the NFL. So tell me how that translates to suddenly us only really wanting to cover four or five teams. It doesn't. Tim, Tim, neither of us could have said it, said it any better than you just did there. Well, well, to his point, that's why I've always said the AP voters shouldn't be able to vote in the polls. They go see one game every Saturday. Yeah. I watch 20 games on a yeah. weekend. How, how are you? You cover right. one team. No, 100%. He's Tim Brando. You will hear him and Spencer Tillman on West Virginia and Texas this weekend on FS1 on the tweets at Tim Brando. Tim, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, fellas. Anytime. Thank you. It was great to talk to Tim Brando. I was, I, great you, call ne- on ne- KU. Ne- neither of us could have said what he said better at the end. It's what's great about having made guys. Absolutely. But we're back with more on VEASAN Big Bets next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. So lace them up for week four with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday. All season long, build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back up to $25 as a free bet. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football and get your money back as a free bet if they score any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. Vicent Big Bets rolling along. Big thanks to Tim Brando for taking the time yeah. to uh, join us. Uh, quite the uh, quite the filibuster in the, uh, <laughs> at the end there uh, on USC and uh, the college football media. Uh, Amal Shah is here. I'm Jeff Parles in for Dave Ross. Happy to be with you. Kelly Bidlin is also here. By the way, uh, uh, Amal, I, I just have to give a shout to our great producer, Kelly Bidlin, real quick, because what he and Gil Alexander did this morning on a numbers game, I'm going to watch it afterwards. But it's the most excited I've been for any piece of content the network has done in months. Because Kelly Bidlin attempting to guess the college football lines as a nice little spinoff, the guessing lines with Chris Andrews. Kelly? Sheer brilliance. I appreciate, I appreciate I, the it. The idea is brilliant. I appreciate it. The uh, One of the games they threw at me was Texas State James Madison. Ooh. I learned several things digging into that matchup. Did you, you, you found like, out, like you found James, out that James Madison was an FBS now. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, what happened to the <laughs> Kings of the FCS? They're the 131st team. Wow. Wait, did we get rid of teams? No, they became the 131st team coming into this season. We, we, the, did, the, get the rid of, we did get rid of Idaho a few years the Dukes. ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Dukes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We Can we make sure out. to add a few more bowl games then? I mean, we got to make two, sure two more, I'm pretty sure. Know. By, by the way, I never understood these people who complain about there's too many bowl games. Who are these people? <laughs> you know, whenever they say they, who's they? <laughs> I always wonder, they said, who's they? I'm not complaining. I'm watching that Tuesday night bowl game, so is everybody else. That's because we're betting it. Well, and all no, that, but I, 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 I would I watch it if I wasn't betting it. What's that? I wouldn't watch it if I wasn't betting uh, it. I love football. I, I, I mean, I, I would be watching it regardless. Well, and okay. also, too, like, who cares if, if if you don't want more bowl games? You just don't watch. Yeah, exactly. I never understood the <laughs> argument. I'm like, that's, that's the that's the biggest thing uh, with that. But yes, uh, shout to Kelly uh, and Gil on that. Go to the at Vison Live on the tweets if you want to go check that out. Uh, I'm all. Let's go here. Let's have a little bit of a college 
NFL hybrid here. Sure. Quick, from, from DraftKings. Good job on this. Odds to be the first quarterback drafted in this upcoming NFL draft. All right. C.J. Stroud, your favorite right now at plus 150. Bryce Young at plus 180. Will Levis, uh, Phil Jerkovich, uh, 10 to 1 apiece. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke should probably be about 212 to 1 after his last two performances. Still at 12 to 1. And Spencer Rattler is still 15 to 1 somehow. Amal, this is very simple for me. It's coming down to those top two guys in Stroud and Young. But if you really want to take a shot down the board, the only guy that would be worth it for me would be Anthony Richardson at 20 to 1 because we see when guys catch lightning in a bottle that they can move up draft boards pretty quickly. Now, Richardson's going to have to basically play like he played against Utah the rest of the season for this to happen, but I would be willing to take a shot at 20 to 1 on Richardson if we're going down the board. Yeah, I would I would actually probably look at Hendon Hooker if you're going down the board. No problem with that either. Yeah, Twenty five to one. Like his mobility, like his leadership as an individual, what they've been able to do at Tennessee. Uh, Anthony Richardson, I want to see how the season plays out now for the Gators. They're kind of in a real uh, situation where this could be a turning point for the season in a negative way if things don't go right quickly because you look at this team losing to Kentucky, losing to Tennessee. So now you realistically you're out of the SEC hunt for the for it's the done, East Division, yes. right? Yeah. I mean, Georgia's not losing two games. They're not beating Georgia at this point in time, barring a miracle. Uh, I think it's going to be tough for them. But in terms of this number, you can get some better numbers on Young and Stroud elsewhere. Uh, but I think the thing that's going to hurt Bryce Young in terms of overall the first pick is, Jeff, I think is size. When you see Bryce yeah. Young, he's a lot smaller than you would think on television, about 5'11", probably about 200 pounds. C.J. Stroud is 6'3", 220. Uh, he can make every throw. It's going to depend on who has that first pick, too. Because right now, Amal, you know, has the first pick in the NFL draft right now, the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Which, if somehow that happened, you probably are looking at, let's face it, you're looking at a new coaching staff. That coaching staff would probably be one and done if they ended up with the first pick. Well, but if you're Houston, let's say the Texans, who realistically – could have the first pick in this draft. Let's say Davis Mills is not the Hall of Fame caliber quarterback that Kelly Bidlin said that I made him out to be during the summer. <laughs> but uh, I, if you're Houston, you have to take C.J. Stroud. You have to take C.J. Stroud. That's the guy. Because you're going to be coming off a, a year where Stroud can put up lo- loony numbers. That's how good those numbers are going to end up being for him. And like you said, makes every throw. He has the NFL size. And the one thing with Bryce Young – when circumstances have not been perfect for him, he has struggled in games at Alabama. C.J. Stroud, it wasn't his fault that they lost to Michigan last year. It was Ohio State's defense that the fault that they lost that game to Michigan last year. I think you can bring up a couple of great points. I'm not as interested in statistics because you look at uh, Justin Fields. I think he threw for, what, 50 touchdown passes or somewhere like that a couple of uh, years how about, ago. How about Haskins through 55 yeah, as well? I, yeah, I mean, so. Now Fields has 50 pass attempts. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he has I don't that. think he has that many. That's what I was going to say. What are you talking about? He had 28 in the first two weeks. He definitely didn't throw the ball 22 times, including warm-ups. So there's no chance he's got 50 pass attempts. Warm-ups. Yeah, he's under 300 yards passing. I think it's 45, passing. actually. I think it's 45. It's 45. He's got under 300 45, yards passing. Yes. I think he's at 297. Very good. And 100% right. The, uh, the thing is, I would say, you, you go with this guy because the, his arm strength, he can make all the plays. I remember last year during his pro day, I'm sorry, during the, uh, Olave and Wilson's pro day, everyone was like, this is the guy, C.J. Stroud. And I think you take a shot with him at that plus price. 
obviously you're going to look at which team's going to have the potential first pick. I think the Bears are going to be ready to move on from a guy like Justin Fields. They just have no confidence in him. I don't even know how they prepare for the game this week. I mean, what's the goal here? Hey, we're going to run the ball the first two downs. We're going to hope it's less than uh, third and eight. I mean, if you're the Bears, you're playing the Giants who can't stop the run, and we kind of saw that last night. If you Herbert and Montgomery, let's say they let's say the Bears run fifty-five offensive plays, I wouldn't be shocked if those two combined for forty rush attempts between the two of them. You think it'll be that few? Yeah, that's a valid point. But I, I, I'm just stunned at how badly that has gone for Fields in Chicago. Because I look, we saw how good he can be at Ohio State. Yeah, the the toughness that he showed in that, that Sugar Bowl against Clemson, he looked great in that game. He, the but, Alabama game, he was hurt. But you're right. That franchise has no, no trust in the I, dude. Listen, I, I hear everything you said about Fields from a positive standpoint, but there's a few things I'd point out. You, you mentioned the game against Clemson. I think he had six touchdown passes yeah. in that Sugar Bowl. He had that great pass to, um, I think it was uh, uh, Alave or Jamison Williams. I forgot who it was. It was on Alave, deep ball. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, on the deep ball. But yeah. there was a play against uh, Alabama, the national championship game, where Garrett Wilson just absolutely undressed uh, Patrick Sertan in the right yeah. corner of the end zone. And he threw the ball from Dade County to Broward. That's and, not good. And let me tell you, Wilson was open by about eight yards. You can't miss that throw. And I just think the one thing, I go back to the game against Clemson when they lost uh, in Tempe, or, or I'm sorry, in Glendale. Yep. The accuracy or lack thereof on a throw to J.K. Dobbins out of the back, if he makes a good throw, it's a touchdown catch. Ohio State probably scores seven in the first drive, and they probably win that game. He just doesn't have the accuracy. We had Bill Polian on a show, uh, I think it was over the summer. He talked about accuracy being the singular most important thing. You look at Stroud with the way he throws the ball and the way Bryce Young throws the ball. To me, these guys outside of uh, Trevor Lawrence are better than any of the other quarterbacks right now that are playing in their first or second year in the NFL than uh, anybody except Trevor Lawrence because the way they throw the ball with accuracy. Well, definitely rookies because we haven't seen any of those guys yeah. other than uh, a few drives. I, I'm sorry. Blows. I should have said second and third year guys. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I, Again, I, I'm curious to see what, what Zach Wilson looks like. So am I. Granted, that offensive line is currently battered with injuries, so that could look pretty bad early. Uh, but it, it will be interesting to see uh, once we get closer to the draft. I'm curious to see how these numbers move, Kelly. Who, who can you cross off this list right now? Like, Jeff, you Van made Dyke's that joke done. about Van Dyke. Van Dyke's done. Oh, you're talking about for the first pick? Yeah. Jerkovic? Jerkovic. Because he might not survive the year because the offensive line is so bad. I watched that last game. I mean, he looked like a guy who couldn't even play, obviously, because of that offensive line. That's a team that I'm stunned that they're as bad as they are. Well, the lines are bad. The offensive line, they lost too much. I think Halfley's a good coach, but they're struggling up there. You know, Kelly was texting me like it was 99 in Tallahassee. <laughs> I mean, it was like, dude, we're, we're just beating on BC like we used to. He thought it was Florida State circa 87 to 99. Where are the crab legs at? Let's go! <laughs> By the way, still the greatest run I've ever seen. Bama's had an incredible run, but the 14 years in a row, the top four finishes by Florida State's the best thing I've ever seen in college football. But I would say um, I have question marks about Will Levis. Um, yep. Malik Cunningham, 100% take him off the list. Oh, yeah. Uh, Keaton Slovis, 400,000 to one. I mean, come on. 400,000? Uh, come on. You're Keith. cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> come on now. You're cheap. On exactly. I'm all. All right, let's get our VEASAN Pro Tip of the Hour. And Amal mentioned this uh, a little bit earlier in the hour. When it comes to betting in the NFL, don't run to bet a dead number like the number five. Wait to see where it moves. Games very rarely land on five in the National Football League. That was our Pro Tip of the Hour. We do one every single hour across VEASAN, every single show, 20 a day. 
They're available only to our pro subscribers at vcin.com, where you can sort through them by sport and by show. Hour number two of vcin Big Bets kicks off with Howard Eskin next here on vcin. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com.com slash compatibility.